Medicine Crow was a mighty war chief amongst his people, the Crow, or as they refer to themselves, the Opsalaga, the children of the large beak bird. There are people who came down out of the Great Lakes region of what the white man now calls Ohio ages ago, pushing west onto the Great Plains as they lay claim to some of the most beautiful land on God's green earth, the Yellowstone River Valley, extending up from northern Wyoming into Montana and east to where the mouth of the Yellowstone meets the Great Missouri River. This was a land that provided the crow with all they needed to flourish. Buffalo, antelope, game of all kind, mountains and streams and valleys, and ample grass for their massive herd of horses. A herd that, by some accounts, was greater than that of any other Plains tribe. This was also a land that provided the crow with all the enemies anyone could ever hope for. They were virtually surrounded by their enemies. The Sioux and Cheyenne, the Blackfeet, the Pawnee, the Ute, the Arapaho all tested their young men by sending them against the great crow nation. And in doing so, tempered the Opsalaga into a fighting force to be reckoned with. A nation that grew warriors. But not every warrior held the coveted title war chief, as did the man we're discussing today, Medicine Crow. As the great poet Meek Mill once said, there's levels to this shit. And to become a war chief meant meeting certain requirements. Four requirements, to be precise. You have to have led a successful war party, demonstrating your leadership abilities. You have to have stolen an enemy horse, demonstrating your cunning and resourcefulness. And you have to have disarmed an enemy in battle, which I can only assume demonstrates your combat prowess. And finally, you had to count coup on an enemy. For those of you unfamiliar with the term, counting coup means, at least to my understanding of it, to strike out or touch your enemy. One could count coups simply by rushing in and touching the dead body of the first opponent to fall in battle. Physically striking a living combatant is also considered counting coup. Striking, not killing. You count coup with your coup stick, a club, a rifle, your bow, even your bare hands. The tool doesn't matter so much as the act. It's a feat of courage. I guess the idea is that any damn body can pick somebody off at a distance with a rifle or an arrow, but it takes balls to rush in and touch your enemy. Like playing tag with a grizzly bear. That's counting coup. Shows you're not afraid to die or to put your life at risk for the sake of honor. And this warrior we're discussing today, this medicine crow, once met two of these requirements in just one fight. He came face to face with a white man on the field of battle, forcibly disarming the man and then laying his own weapons down as he proceeded to strike out and count coup. But he didn't kill the man, left him alive to tell the tale. Medicine Crow also led men into combat. He once led seven other warriors on a successful raid behind enemy lines. And just like many Crow warriors before him, he did steal an enemy's horse. And not just one, mind you, but a whole herd of them. Came upon his sleeping enemy, walked silently amongst the horses, made sort of a bridle out of a rope Indian style, just tying into a double half hitch as he quietly mounted a good-looking sorrel pony and then proceeded to stampede the rest of the herd, some 50-odd head, singing a crow song as he rode away. Pretty cool, I think, hearing about these old warriors and the things they did while on the warpath. But what makes this warrior Medicine Crow story really interesting isn't just his actions, at least not just in and of themselves. The counting coup, or the stealing of horses, or leading successful raids, or disarming his enemies. While impressive, these were things that warriors of the Crow Nation had been doing for centuries. What sets Medicine Crow apart is the fact that while he wasn't the first of his people to do these things and earn the title of war chief, he was the last. His feats of daring and courage didn't take place on the windswept prairies of Dakota Territory or at the foot of the Bighorn Mountains 200 years ago. They took place in Europe during World War II when Joseph Medicine Crow was serving as a member of the 103rd Infantry Division. And the enemy he faced weren't the ancestral enemies, the Lakota or Blackfeet. 
It was a Nazi that Joe counted coup on. And it was a herd of SS horses that he made off with, going into battle with war paint under his fatigues and a sacred yellow-painted eagle feather under his helmet, gifted to him by a Sundance medicine man. Born in Lodge, Grass, Montana in 1913, Joe Medicine Crow was taught the traditional ways of a crow warrior by the old breed, men like his grandfather Yellowtail, or his step-granddad, White Man Runs Him. Both of them war chiefs, they taught Joe to fast and seek visions, had him run in snow and bathe in frozen rivers, exercises in endurance, both physical and spiritual endurance. And most of all, they educated Joe, told him stories of the warriors that came before him, of men who fought and died for their people. And it was with such training, such tradition, that Joe Medicine Crow deployed to Europe during the Second World War. We were a warfaring people, he said, speaking to the Crow. He went on to say, Naturally, I thought about the famous warriors when I went to Germany. I had a legacy to live up to. And live up to it he did. But you'd be wrong to think that Joe's only accomplishments in life stem from war, or the short time that he spent serving in uniform. Far from it. You see, not only was Joe Medicine Crow the last, you know, the last of the war chiefs, but he was also a first. He was the first of his people to earn a graduate's degree, obtaining his master's in anthropology from the University of Southern California in 1939. Not too bad for a kid who grew up on a reservation. He would later say of his education, quote, That to me was a personal challenge. I wanted to prove to people, not only to Indian people, but people in general, that an Indian is capable of becoming a good college student. People said that Indians are just too dumb, that they're not capable of getting a college education. I wanted to disprove that. Joe was the last of his breed, that bridge that connects our past with our present, a walking, talking, living history book. So it was only fitting that he was appointed tribal historian and anthropologist. As a strong proponent of education, Joe also served continuously as a board member and officer of the Crow Central Education Commission. And we're just getting started here. Joe was a founding member of the Little Bighorn College and the Buffalo Bill Historical Center. He held three honorary doctorates was a frequent speaker at universities, and even spoke before the United Nations in 1999. And in August of 2009, President Obama himself awarded Joe the Presidential Medal of Freedom, the highest civilian honor awarded in the United States of America. Joe may have proved his courage during the Second World War, but he spent the rest of his life proving that the most powerful weapon a man can possess is his mind. With an education, he once said, you're the white man's equal. Without an education, you're the white man's victim. Powerful quote from a powerful man. And Joe Medicine Crow certainly wasn't anyone's victim. Not the white man's, nor the Nazis. Sadly, we lost Joe about four and a half years ago. He passed away in Billings, Montana on April 3rd, 2016 at the age of 102. I'm going to link to several videos on this episode's description. One of them is titled Celebrating 100 Years with Dr. Joe Medicine Crow. It features interviews with Joe, other tribal members talking about Joe, and Joe himself giving a speech. And you know, every time somebody gets to be 100 years old, people always ask them, what's the secret? You know, what's the secret to a long life? Joe's secret? Sometimes you just got to shake that booty. Joe said, quote, when I feel good, I dance. And when I dance, I feel good. So there you go, folks. I myself am not a dancer. But I'd be lying if I said I didn't get my own little war dance on sometimes when nobody's looking. Especially on taco nights. I love taco nights. So that's all I've got today on Mr. Joseph Medicine Crow. I hope I did him justice. I can't speak the Crow language, obviously, and I apologize to any members of the Crow Nation who may be listening for my mispronunciation of Opsalaga. And shout out to Justin Stewart for taking the time out to try to help me pronounce it. Unfortunately, my mush mouth is just too powerful. What I can pronounce, though, is the word thank you. 
So thank you, Justin, and thank you, Joseph Medicine Crow, for being such an inspiring figure and living your life the way you did. I am a believer in the afterlife, so I hope you're over there dancing your heart out, sir. FYI, that was Joe you heard singing a moment ago. That's the song he sang when he made off of them Nazi horses. You can find that link in this episode's description as well in a video titled Medicine Crow War Chief Story. As usual, thank you all for listening. I do have a couple of full-length episodes in the works, so those will be coming shortly. For those of you who are new, my name's Josh, and I am the host of Bloody Beaver Podcast. And what you just heard was a Bloody Beaver quickie. For more content, please head on over to bloodybeaver.com, and please don't hesitate to hit that contact button while you're there. Shoot me a message. Or you can email me directly at bloodybeaverpodcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. You can find Bloody Beaver Podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And please, share this podcast with someone. I had somebody message me just a couple of days ago asking if they could donate money via PayPal. But honestly, the best way you can support this podcast right now is just to spread it around like a bad case of the clap. All right, y'all. Hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Hope you're all staying free of the Rona. And I hope we can all take the lessons of Joe Medicine Crow to heart. Be brave. Educate yourselves. Shake that ass. Adios. Adios.